Hi, my name is Maddie, and with me are Antonella, Ariana, and Adela. Today, we will be talking about multilingualism in addition to our personal experiences within the broad topic. So, let's get started with our first topic, racial issues. I am a white Jewish 18-year-old female. I grew up in a mostly white neighborhood, and race wasn't a big part of my upbringing because I just fit in and no one really spoke about it. In my senior year of high school, my best friend at the time had brown skin and his parents immigrated from Egypt. To give some context, the security guards in my school were known to be racially biased and shared hatred for many minority groups. So, when I was walking down the hall, I wouldn't think anything of it, but when I was walking with my friend, we would get dirty looks and get singled out sometimes. I knew about the hatred that the security guards held, but I never saw it for myself, so when I did see it when I was with my friend... It was really eye-opening and showed me a bit of an insight into what racism really looked like. I'd watch the news and see bits and pieces of racial hatred in New York City, but I never saw it firsthand due to growing up in such a sheltered neighborhood. I never had any racial biases, but then again, I never really had to think about race or racial biases. But from these experiences, from being around this friend, I saw how racial biases is seen in the real world. So now that I've shared a bit about my personal experiences with racial issues, I'm going to let my other podcast partners tell their stories. So Antonella, tell me some about your personal experiences with racial issues. Hi, my name is Antonella. I had a similar upbringing and also wasn't really aware of the racial and linguistic discrimination around me. Even though I was raised speaking more than one language, being that my parents and grandparents are immigrants, I haven't formed or at least I don't believe that I have an accent, which is probably why I haven't faced linguistic discrimination. But I have seen it a couple of times, especially in school, when some of my teachers and friends were mocked at for their specific accents. This experience has made me more aware of how insensitive some may be, especially to those different from them. Thank you for sharing, Antonella. Ariana, would you like to share a personal experience you've had relating to the topic of racial issues? Hi everyone, I'm Ariana, and based on my own personal experiences, I do not believe that I have faced much linguistic discrimination due to the fact that I speak English very well. However, I have encountered instances of criminal discrimination. One day I was with a good friend of mine, getting coffee. We were talking about our childhood stories and I had mentioned that as a child, my mom and aunt would do traditional Ecuadorian traditions on me. They used their superstitions in an attempt to keep evil away from me. I gave details of this tradition, and they looked at me like I was crazy. They told me it was weird and that they did not understand it. I believe it's fine to not understand something, but to make make negative remarks, I didn't see as okay. It was a good learning experience for me and taught me a lot about how some people view others. Thank you, Ariana, for sharing. Uh, Adela, do you have any personal experiences to add that relate to this topic of racial issues? Yes, hi, my name is Adela. A few years ago, I attended a summer camp. I have only been in camp once before and didn't know what to expect. On my first day, I walked into the cafeteria and saw that every single one of the students was of dark skin. Already, I felt a bit uncomfortable, like I didn't belong. Everyone had their own group of friends and was looking at me as if I was an intruder. It was a very uncomfortable environment. Then, we were separated into groups and were given a counselor. But even with a smaller group of kids, I felt more isolated. All the kids seemed to know one another and were playing games, while I was the only one sitting to the corner the entire time. Some were looking to the corner and then turning their heads back to their friends and were laughing. 
Overall, just the first day experience has allowed me to better understand racial discrimination and acknowledge how bad it is and can be if not spoken about more. Thank you for sharing, Adela, and great input from everyone. Okay, let's now talk about the hierarchy of languages. Especially in America, English is seen as superior language, and it is almost expected that everyone knows and speaks English first. But especially in New York, the melting pot of the country, this expectation is unfair and unreasonable. I personally have not had to struggle with this because English is my first language, but I have encountered many people in my life that do struggle with learning English, especially with this expectation of perfecting English. Since I do not have much experiences with other languages, I have, a, I have come accustomed to only being able to understand basic English. What I mean by this is that I even have a hard time understanding people's accents when they are speaking English. It's sad, but I was never taught or exposed to anything else growing up. For example, I've had a hard time comprehending what my psychiatrist says sometimes. This is harmful because I need to understand what she is saying because if something gets lost in translation and communication, I can be prescribed with an incorrect medication or dosage or even be misdiagnosed. So, now that I've shared a bit about my personal experiences with this topic of language hierarchy, I'll let you guys talk about your experiences. Antonella, would you like to give us some insight into some of your personal experiences pertaining to this topic? Language hierarchy is definitely a problem when it comes to American English speakers due to the lack of exposure to other languages. My parents and grandparents are immigrants, making me first-generation American. Though I haven't personally experienced the hardship of immigration, I can expect it wasn't easy, especially learning a language that is so foreign and not being given access to other modes of learning in school. The fact that the United States is so monolingual with English being the superior language, it has been and continues to be hard for people from other countries to adjust to living here. Thank you for sharing that. It was very interesting, yet heartbreaking, to hear about your grandparents and their struggles. Ariano, do you have any information to add on to this topic of language hierarchy? Yes, actually, I have noticed countless times that language hierarchy is that English is seen as the language more valuable above all else. It is seen in every aspect of our society and is favored. It can be seen in street signs, public announcements, and school life for kids. Thank you for sharing, Ariana. Adela, what experiences do you have with language hierarchy? With schools being so monolingual, speaking, teaching, and writing only in English language, it is difficult for children who speak more than one language to feel comfortable at school. They have to constantly readjust to their environment and the language that they speak in. Whereas home includes a variety of languages, school is strictly English. So are the supermarkets, restaurants, street signs, and billboards. It is rare to see those things in a language other than English here. Thank you, Adela, for sharing. Okay. Let's talk about our education systems and their effect on hindering or fostering multilingualism. I'll go first. So, like I mentioned before, my school and community kind of sheltered us from anything that wasn't white, American, and English. This had a negative impact on me because when I tried to talk to others who did not speak English as their first language, there was a lot lost in translation. In my school system... We were taught Spanish from kindergarten to sixth grade. From there, we could choose to continue with Spanish or learn Italian, French, or Mandarin Chinese. 
in high school, you could either continue with that, with that language you chose in middle school, or you could start over. But you needed to have at least four years of one language to fulfill your language requirement. From there, it was encouraged, but not required, to learn a different language, such as Japanese, sign language, or Hebrew, in addition to the other languages previously offered. It may seem like my school system was super progressive and beneficial for multilingualism, but it really wasn't. I know there was nothing they could really do, but 40 minutes a day isn't enough to master a language. I took French from 7th through 10th grade, and I only learned the basics. By the time I completed French, I had only learned up to like a second grade level of French, which really isn't enough to master the language. To be honest, after my four years in French, I don't think I could hold a basic conversation with a native French speaker, which is honestly sad. My school system, and I think most school systems, do not truly support the growth of multilingualism. Yes, okay. I agree with you 100%. Schools here, though, they teach a variety of languages. It's just a class, and it isn't integrated into your life. It's like taking a math or a science class. You're there, you participate, you listen, take a couple of tests, but that's usually as far as you go. You don't apply it to your everyday life and speak that language on the street. Unless you're studying it to obtain a specific degree, you wouldn't start talking about the periodic table of elements or the statistical probability that an event will occur, just to name a few. Similarly, it's not common to see people speak a language that they're learning in elementary and high school in public. They just aren't equipped or taught enough to hold up a conversation. Thank you for sharing, Antonella. Okay, Adela, what do you have to add? I definitely feel what was just said is sadly very accurate. I have learned Hebrew for eight years in school, and just like Maddie said, I don't think I would be able to hold up a conversation with an Israeli. For one, I have an American accent, and secondly, I can't speak fluently in Hebrew. All I really have learned was how to read and write, but I don't think that can help me in the long run. Adela, thank you for sharing. Ariana, what experience do you have in regards to this topic? I have experienced the fact that while in school, many people have regarded learning English as more important than other languages. While in school, every year we take English and lack the view of foreign language. If it is required, it is mainly Spanish offered, and while in school, we see a lot of people only speaking English and required to speak English to understand each other, not offering room for diversity and hindering multilingualism. Thank you, everyone, for your insight. It's been really great talking to you. Thank you for having me here today. Thank you for listening to our podcast. I hope we give you something to think about and reflect on. Have a great day. I hope you all enjoyed our segment on multilingualism. Think about what it's like in your school. Is multilingualism accepted and fostered? We would love to hear your thoughts in our next episode. See you all very soon. Till next time.